Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Ghost Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Good. I am uh, ready to take some questions, answer some questions. Again, further distracting from from quarantine. I hope everyone's staying healthy. Uh, but today, again, we are gathered to talk Cowboys football. Uh, as, you know, nothing has been delayed. There's still no season delay yet or anything. We're still on schedule. I would not be surprised if that changed. But uh, for now, we're going to continue on like uh, like everything is uh, is going to continue on the normal timeline. Do we think that the season's going to start on time? Like, it feels like it's a pretty good case. It's probably delayed, what, two or three weeks at the very, very latest? Yeah, I mean, I, I I wouldn't at all be surprised. I mean, I, I think there there is some prudence to delaying the season at, at least, or you know, I, I I just think that they're trying to hold out to the last possible minute uh, before they actually have to make an announcement, just because you know there's a lot of things that this affects, and uh, there's a lot of trickle down, and if they have to delay the 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 season the, the the number of things that they have to do is enormous so i, I wouldn't at all it, it, let me just add in as someone you know who works in a uh, as a department head in a corporation i can tell you that a lot of corporations are trying to deal this you know yeah, it's like yeah. let's get to a safe spot where we can slow play this a little bit uh and see if this will clear up and we can get back and then if it doesn't then they will institute their long-term plans of starting to cancel things and, and spend money to cancel things. Yeah, well, as I say, the other thing is, too, is the NFL has the ability to, to – they could cancel two preseason games and it wouldn't be like it, it hurt anything, right? It's not going to hurt the competitive balance or the quality of play. Like, if they decide to cancel two preseason games, let the first two preseason games be at the start of September and then we get going mid, mid-September, late-September – it doesn't really change anything too much for us, does it? No. Uh, I think, and that's the idea, is that why make this announcement now if they don't have to? Right. Uh, and, and when they do have to make the announcement, they can wait till the last minute because, again, it, it doesn't make, it doesn't really, sure. you know, every, the problem is, is that people want their information now. But the but the NFL doesn't need to make the decision now and, and deadlines are what, you know, make, force these people to make decisions. Right. Uh, let's go ahead and get to some Twitter questions and stop, we'll stop talking about uh, the season potentially being delayed. Uh, this first one comes from our friend Joey Landon. Uh, what players could you see Dallas taking at number 17 that you would consider bad picks, either because of positional value, need, or just your evaluation of the player? While I give you time to think, I'll go ahead and give you one You know that, I, that at least that I think would be a, a, a bad fit. You're going to take mine. I know it. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Are you sure? I, to me, it's we'll Kenneth see. Murray. It, oh, I, okay. It's just, I mean, I understand why the Cowboys would be interested in a 4-5 linebacker, uh, especially given Leighton Van Der Esch's injury concerns. But drafting that guy at 19 before we really even know anything about Van Der Esch's neck, before we know uh, what the staff even thinks about Joe Thomas or Marshall Lillard, 
and the ability to find linebackers later in the draft, I, I just feel like that would be such a reach. What about for you? Man, I just if they drafted Christian Fulton at seventeen, I I'd probably be pretty upset. I just think that he's, I agree. Yeah, he's not a guy that is at the value at seventeen, and I have to feel like if Christian Fulton's there, then someone like Zach Bond is there. So go get Zach Bond instead of Christian Fulton. I, I just think that Fulton is being artificially pushed up, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and I, I've got real questions about his ability. First of all, he's a you know seems to be a cover one, cover three corner who doesn't seem to do a ton of you know other kind of coverages. But then on, at the same time, still struggles to play the ball down the field. Uh, and I think that's not a great combination, especially for a guy I'm taking in the middle of the first round. Yeah. So I, that's, that's my guy, I would say. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Fulton's another one where, like, if we get him at 51, that's fine. Like, that's mm-hmm. that feels to me like the range he should be going. But to have him be inside a top 20, that just seems so rich for me. Um, yeah. I'll give you another. Uh, any defensive tackle outside of Derek Brown and Javon Kinlaw. Now, I've talked about Kinlaw on this podcast, mm-hmm. how I'm I'm not his biggest fan uh, but at that point, at, at 17, I wouldn't love it. It, it. it wouldn't be the worst pick. But any other defensive tackle that I've seen kind of floated around by different people, uh, I, I can't get behind. We both like Justin Matabuke quite a bit. Um, but 17 feels really rich. I know some people like Ross Blaylock a lot. Uh, I, I don't understand that one. Jordan Elliott's another one where you know Pro Football Focus has him as a top 25 player. I don't see that at all because that's a guy with no production and you know below average athleticism. I, I, I just can't, especially with what the team now has at defensive tackle, I, I just can't see them justifying picking one of those guys at 17. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you sign these the guys that you sign so you don't have to reach at 17 for a, a Blaylock. Or, I, mean, I mean, honestly, like, uh, Blaylock at 51 is, uh, I mean, I, I think... Uh, I would reach, be, I don't like it. I, no, I, I like would it. be okay, but I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be thrilled. I think Blaylock at seventeen is is crazy. I, I I, you know, and I, I, I listen. I mean, I, we're, we're dancing around it. This is a friend of friend of the pod, Dalton Miller, who, who was arguing with us yesterday. I like Dalton's opinions on a lot of different stuff. Yeah, but not uh, even just, Dalton. It was. Uh, it's also Broadus and uh, Kavanaugh. Both. Oh, that's both right. Them. It was. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So I'm not trying to throw Dalton no, specifically no. alone under the bus under yeah, on this. Uh, <laughs> let's 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 give some friends under there. I, you know, I just I I I love their stuff, and this is just a disagreement on on type. I, I to me, this is exactly the kind of guy who I think ends up being a. Uh, uh, a, you know, a potential overreach, overdraft. Mm-hmm. You know, defensive tackles. You really got to be careful drafting defensive tackles high because it's just it's such a position that is ripe for bust. I mean, Absolutely. so I, I, I'm not over drafting a guy who, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, no matter how you want to shape it, I, I think you can shape the the Raz, the some of the athletic scores to make him look average. But that's not good enough. I mean, you know, like I think yeah. that that's that's yeah. the thing is that if you don't have great production and you don't have great athleticism, it's kind of tough for me to hang my hat on you at seventeen. Yeah, I, I agree, and you know, especially Blacklock, who has uh, an injury history. He tore his Achilles, I believe it was two thousand eighteen, missed the entire season. I always get nervous about bigger guys and Achilles injuries because you know they rely so much on quickness and. Uh, that, that just makes me a, a little nervous. Um, let's take a quick break. 
and we'll come back and we'll talk uh, more about the Cowboys and their draft plans. Guys, we talk about physical fitness all the time, but there's another side of the game that is just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. Again, that's 40%. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. All right, Landon, uh, I don't want you to give away too much on this one because we're going to be talking about this later in the week. So just a, a real quick answer, maybe a little bit of a tease for us, but this one comes from Jake. Who do you like better, Julian Okora or Curtis Weaver from Boise State? I, I haven't watched very much of uh, Curtis Weaver yet. I mean, because we're part of we are watching him this week, so I've I've watched a mm-hmm. little bit of him previously. I, I mean, I'm I'm very fascinated with the Cora, though. Okay. I mean, I, we can just I, leave I, it right there. Just say you're fascinated yeah, let's just, with the Cora. Let's just leave it there. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm very uh, fascinated by him. We're we're gonna talk about uh, those two and uh, another edge rusher, Josh Uchi, later in the week. Uh, all three of those guys are probably ones you get at pick fifty one. Uh, all have a little bit different strengths and weaknesses. Uh, so if the Cowboys go, let's say, cornerback in the first round, let's say they're lucky enough to get C.J. Henderson at 17, uh, and they want to add more depth to the defensive line, it wouldn't shock me if one of these three guys uh, it becomes on their radar uh, later in the second round. Um, let's go ahead and get to another question, Landon. Uh, a lot of people want to know about Drake Kirkpatrick, the cornerback that was released uh, from the Bengals today. Uh, Former Alabama guy, pretty good in man coverage. Uh, Tackling is an issue, uh, but he's 30 years old. He's not a number one cornerback. Would you be interested, or does that just feel like another body in the cornerback mix? Yeah, I just feel like it's another body, and we don't really need any more bodies. We certainly don't need any 30-year-old bodies for like you know down roster cornerback spots. Uh, I do like the idea that he was cut, so it doesn't count towards your – Sure. Uh, comp, comp picks, but uh, I, I don't really. I mean, again, it's sort of like what we talked about with the draft. Is yeah, it's like if I don't draft a corner in the top few rounds, I'm not really adding anything to the top. I'm just adding bodies to an already crowded room. So, yeah, I feel the same way about free agents here at this point. Unless you're adding a guy at the top, what's the point of just adding another vet, you know, second or third corner? Well, as I say, especially for you could say that for all positions right now. Like for example, if you add a defensive tackle, uh, let's say even you add somebody like Christian Covington, does that really you know move the needle at all, or is it just another body that makes things a little harder to evaluate the position? I don't know. I think there are some guys out there at a couple positions where you you know you could use the depth, um, but I think just adding bodies for the sake of bodies doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, let's kind of transition this over to the defensive end spot uh, because a lot of people are asking about Jadavion Clowney and Everson Griffin. You know, we're a month into free agency now. 
Both those guys are looking for contracts. Um, would either of those two be interesting to you if they're if the, if the price was right? Give, give me those names again. I'm sorry. Everson Griffin and Jadavion Clowney. I think, you know, with Clowney, the number is – I'm interested to see where the number is at this point. You know, like – It's probably it, still 15, 16 million probably. That's that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have some interest in Griffin if the number is correct. I think – I think for Clowney, the number is still too high, and I don't know, man. I I have a hard time. I I feel like Clowney is too close to a type of player as Demarcus Lawrence. But see, I feel like Everson Griffin's not though. Yeah, no, Griffin's different. No, that's what I'm saying. I think for me, I'm I'm more interested in a rental with with uh, Griffin than I am a long term deal with uh, uh, Clowney, just because. You got that guy already. I think you got a better version of that guy, to be honest. Sure. Uh, and, and so, why would you need another guy? You're gonna pay a bunch of money to who? I don't know that he is gonna give you the pass rush production you're gonna want. Uh, by you know, with, I, I for that kind this. of money. There's other teams that make a lot more sense. Like the Cowboys already have that number one pass rusher. But if you're a team like, let's say the Jets, for example, that really need someone that can demand double teams and that kind of stuff and be, you know, the, the focal point of your front seven. I think that makes sense. But having that guy in this Dallas defense where you're already paying a defensive end $20 million a season doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But Griffin does, especially if he comes on a deal, you know, somewhere between 8 and $10 million. And this was my point on Twitter the other day. Um, you know, the Cowboys could cut Tyrone Crawford right now and save $8 million. Would you rather have Tyrone Crawford at eight million or Everson Griffin at ten million this season? I mean, because that that answer is easy to me. I don't know that that answer is easy to me. Oh, see, it's I, easy I, for me considering the injury history for Crawford. Yeah, I mean, the, the injury history is is worth worth adding in there for sure. I I it's an I don't think it's so cut and dry though, just because I think you know all the different things that Crawford can do for you versus Griffin. And it's not like Griffin has been. I mean, has Griffin been had a clean bill of health for the last few years? I think I he's mean, been pretty healthy. Yeah, and, and he's also think. older. I mean, he's he's he like older. Three, three or four years older than than Crawford. So, I, I I think it's I think it's a it's a interesting uh, it's an interesting conversation. I don't know that it's as cut and dry necessarily as who who I'd rather have because I think the the versatility that Crawford provides you is it has value for sure. So Griffin's missed oh, was about six games over the last eight years. So pretty healthy for the oh, most that's part. That's pretty healthy. Okay. Yeah. All right. He did have a season in 2018 where he only started 11 games. But um, for the most part, he's he's a pretty durable guy. And I just think if you grab somebody like Griffin playing with Demarcus Lawrence, uh, you know, and then you get back Randy Gregory and top of some of those other names that you have, you know, Dorns Armstrong and Joe Jackson – I think your defensive ends are pretty well set for the upcoming years. Uh, just something to keep an eye on. We'll see what the number is. If we get to, you know, mid-April and he still doesn't have a contract, uh, maybe we'll have to, re, you know, circle back and, and talk about him. Um, Lane, let's keep going. Uh, is it a, is it fair to assume the Cowboys won't sign a cornerback or defensive end in free agency in order to get awarded comp picks for Quinn and Byron? Uh, we just mentioned Griffin and Jadavion. Do you think that's factoring into their decision at all? Not to bring in one of these guys, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a factor for sure. I don't know that it's gonna you know kill 
any chance for them to sign those guys, especially since I, you know, I think the the third round picks like those aren't. I don't know that anyone that they're going to be signing is going to take away those third round comps. Like they're just not going to sign anybody to that size of a deal. I don't think. Yeah, probably uh, not. And not at so, this stage of free agency. Yeah. So what are you talking about losing of the one of your one of your fifths or you know one of the fourth comps? I I, I just think that I, I think at that point it's it's. You know, I don't think that they're afraid to, to sign middle tiered free agents in order to get yeah. them. You know, yeah, in order to get the player they need, even if it means losing a you know lower comp pick. Neither do I. If the right situation comes up, I think they would be interested in. Uh, but I don't think that's. I don't think they're not signing free agents to protect a fifth round pick. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. something to keep an eye on. Um, next one, Landon, from at Dynasty Logic, and I like this question because a lot of people were talking about it yesterday. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Cowboys using Tony Pollard as a slot receiver instead of using high draft capital on a on a receiver? So you know, not using a second or third round pick, but maybe using a combination of Tony Pollard and Blake Jarwin to fill that slot receiver role. What do you think about that? Uh, you know, I, I think that that's part of the plan. I, I think that the the part of the plan is the idea of of you know generally uh, deploying a, a variety of players in that slot position. You know, including obviously Pollard, who uh, I think they'll see running more routes this year from from that kind of position. Um, but I don't know that it's necessarily enough to like completely rule out a third wide receiver you know what i'm saying i, I think that what but is it, it enough to, is it enough to not make you have to draft one like yeah well that's what round. i was gonna that's what i was gonna say is i i think what you could do is come up with a uh, thought process of that third receiver being kind of a share like a, a, a slot receiver by committee situation yes, right absolutely yes where you where you've got like you know uh jarwin and pollard mixing it up in there and and you don't have some you know, high priced slot guy or high drafted slot guy who you feel the need to force into that spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think having the uh, ability to be open on who you're deploying into that that you know eleventh man on offense, sure, I, I think is important. And and I think so. I I do think it's not like it's. I don't think it's as cut and dry as okay, we're going to use Pollard as a slot receiver, so we don't need a slot receiver. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's more like, all right, we don't need to overspend on a slot receiver because twenty five to let's say forty percent of those snaps might end up going to Pollard or Jarwin or you know whomever. Yeah, so I have a couple different thoughts here, and we'll try to work our way through it. Um, first of all, I would feel much better about the Cowboys doing that if they brought back Tavon Austin. Now, Tavon is yeah, not necessarily yeah, sure. a, a fantastic slot receiver, but he gives you another body there that can also play on the outside, right? Um, you know, I, I don't think you want Tavon playing, you know, 75% of the snaps, but if he gives you 20% of the snaps a game, you know, you mix in the situations with him and Pollard and Jarwin in there, I think that makes sense. I also think we need to consider, uh, Devin Smith, not as a slot receiver, but maybe just somebody who is is better on the outside that allows Hmm. Amari to kind of slide into the slot. So maybe Devin Smith, we saw flashes last year. Now that he's in his second year with the system, you know, maybe he he's active more on game days, and you see him on the outside more, and that allows you to do some different things. Um, I think that's a possibility as well. Yep. I also wonder, um, 
Could the Cowboys be maybe more interested in grabbing a tight end, let's say in the third or fourth round, and giving Blake Jarwin more opportunities? Like if uh, we've talked about him a couple of times, if Bryson Hopkins is there in the fourth round, I might feel better about Bryson Hopkins in the fourth round than even K.J. Hill in the fourth round, who is a pure slot receiver, right? Just because it gives you uh, different things you can do with Jarwin and Hopkins and being able to move all around. So I I do kind of have the feeling that it's going to be a slot by committee this year rather than just one guy eating up 70% of those snaps. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the... The option was probably, hey, let's get Cobb back. And now that we have Cobb back, now that we don't have Cobb back, now that Cobb has gone to Houston, they, you know, they probably just took a step back and said, okay, well, what do we really want to do here? Were we going to look at, you know, reducing uh, Cobb's snaps so that we could try to fit some of these other guys mm-hmm. in here? And yeah, again, I think if it opens up the option for you to have. A, a wider variety of player kind of lining up in the slot, then sign me up for that. Because whether that's Jarwin or, like you said, if they decided that they wanted to go get a, uh, you know, a Sternberger type tight end, you know, a, a kind yeah. of a, yeah. a more slottish, uh, a big slot, you know, move Y guy, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I think that, I think that that is a, a lot more palatable at this point with uh, the, 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 the construction of the of the skill players that you have on your team currently, and I think you, you were right to bring up some of these guys that they still have on their roster that you know, may be forgotten. Because again, when you like you said, when you add in a guy like Devin Smith, uh, I think you allow the opportunity for people like uh, uh, Cooper. I, I, I think even Gallup maybe can start taking some some uh, sure. some, yep. sl- some snaps in the slot. Uh, you you mix in Pollard, you mix in. Uh, uh, Jarwin, you mix in maybe another tight end like we like you suggested that they drafted, and as long as they draft him, you know, in the fourth or something, you know, or down, I think that you can. Uh, uh, I think that you can uh, get a, a good combination of different players with different skill sets, and that can open things up in all kinds of different ways. Yeah, let's not forget Rico Gathers. He can make a big impact this year, Landon. Oh. Ouch. Uh, that one hurts me still. It just makes me so sad. Um, Wait, real quick. I've got a question now. Just because this came across my timeline real sure. quick. Apparently, uh, the Seahawks are going to release Tedrick Thompson. Uh, and mm-hmm. They were trying to trade him. They were trying they're trying to get – they didn't end up getting anything. Is Tedrick Thompson a guy who, because of him being released, do you feel any interest in uh, kicking the tires on a guy like that? So Thompson was, uh, you know, like a second round pick a couple years ago, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's a tit of torn labrum missed most of the season last year. Uh, mostly, he, a, mostly a free safety, right? Yeah, yeah, for the most part. I don't, to me, that feels like somebody you grab after the draft, right? Yeah. And if, if you don't draft a safety, safety in the first three rounds, you you bring him in, you see how healthy he is, but. I don't know. I don't think he's been particularly good whenever he's played, right? I mean, I think that there's, you know, he, I think that the, the their main thing is that they like the younger players on their defense, I think. You know, I, 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 yeah, they what, drafted I, a safety last year, uh, Marquise Blair from Utah. 
Yeah, and and they also got um, what's his name? Uh, oh, I'm so terrible when I do this. I'm sorry, but they also they have another free safety that they like a little bit as well. Uh, so I, I think that I, I, I they're worried about Diggs. That wasn't that. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Quandre Diggs. They Quandre they Diggs. From yeah, they, Detroit, they just yeah. traded for trade. Uh, I think that uh, you know they at this point you look at at where he is in his career off a of torn labrum he's just not a guy that you know, they wanted to pay i think uh i agree i think he might be someone who might be interesting if you get through the draft and you don't draft another guy mm-hmm. and you want to add maybe another piece of talent there otherwise i thought he was just an interesting name that you know again yeah. doesn't doesn't count towards your uh doesn't count towards your, your your comp pick formula and they just it just happened to happen right now and at a position of need for the cowboys yeah i mean i i <laughs> I feel like the Cowboys still like, you know, Dar- Darian Thompson quite a bit. Yeah. I think he's going to probably be their third safety this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously we still like Donovan Wilson. Are yeah. they going to carry five safeties? Uh, I don't know. I, Maybe not. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, certainly I would. I consider bringing him into camp just because you you never know. Maybe that's somebody who just needs a, a change of scenery. But um, yeah, probably. Probably not at this point, but uh, we'll see. Um, let's do one more question, Landon. We've got just so many of these. We can never get to them all. No. Um, all right, here, here's a good one. This one <laughs> this one is just, just for me and you. Uh, this one's from Michael. Why is there not more hype for Zach Bond at pick number 17? <laughs> he gives added pass rush we need while also pro- providing a security blanket by adding to our linebacker court in case Leighton Van Der Esch can't play due to injury or Jalen can't play linebacker good enough. I like that, Michael. Uh, seems like we can get a lot of value filling two holes with one player. Well said. Perfect argument right there. What do you think? I, I, I don't know. that they should, I agree. Why? I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't uh, know. Yeah, I think uh, to me, uh, I, I can't argue with you, buddy. Uh, Bond is no? a, a guy that should be, argue, should be debated with at 17. Um if you were able to get him at fifty one somehow, oh, stealing. I mean, oh, you'd be the steal of the draft. I think. I mean, so I I like Bond a lot. You like Bond a lot. We're definitely not the person to be asking why this couldn't happen. Because, Which means uh, he probably goes to the Eagles, right? Because we probably, like him so much. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, let, let's hope something changes. Maybe we still have a month to go. Maybe we'll start hearing more interest about Zach Bond. Maybe that becomes a, a fallback option if. You know, Chase on or Henderson's not there. You never know. We, yeah, the things change really, really fast in the draft process. I remember the week before the 2017 draft, uh, the Cowboys liked TJ Watt. They, that was going to be the pick, and then things change. So you never know what could happen. It's uh, it's crazy the way some of these uh, things kind of move around. So uh, we'll continue to, to monitor Zach Bond. I'm sure me, you, John Owning will continue to post on Twitter about how much we love him. <laughs> Uh, all the way up to draft day, and I'm sure well after that. So that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.